0: People, best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. I got your boy LP the Don in the building. Hello. No. And I got Chef Showtime with me. Was good? Oh man, uh, thank you beautiful people for joining us. You could be anywhere in the world, but you ain't you right here watching your boys, the best damn crew. Uh, thank you for watching this on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, also Uh, For all of our radio listeners on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, on Spotify, and now Google Podcast. Thank you for watching us and listening to us uh, each and every Wednesday. Um, You can catch all 20 episodes of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Fellas, we 20 episodes in, man. Uh, That's a big accomplishment. For us all, uh, I feel really good about that. LP, what's going on with you, my brother?
1: Ah, man, same old, same old man. Trying to make it, trying to make it. Hope all is well.
0: Oh, man, everything is good. I see I see yeah. your, your OCU shirt. What, what is
1: that, sir? Oh, you know, I always promote my shirt. That's, that's one-click university. That's my... <laughs> that's the thing I wear I got to be promoting my, promoting my business.
0: Oh man! Hey, uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, like I told you, beautiful people. LP does it all. Uh, That's a nice shirt, sir. Got to give you, gave me Florida vibes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chef, showtime! What's happening, <laughs> to my brother?
2: Chilling, chilling, um, relaxing. I've
1: never been to the Bell before. Minus now today.
2: Thank you for the follow. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some you. some extra.
0: Please. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's sound like a sitcom. I was like, <laughs> what? <he trying laughs> <to do?" laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, thank you, beautiful people, for joining us. Um, listen, it's been a lot of stuff going on in the rest of the world. Uh, and you know, we got to do it each and every week. It's my favorite topic and segment. Beautiful people, Prepare yourself for hot topics, man. Uh, the Raw and SmackDown shows, uh, were pretty, pretty good, man, this week. Uh, LP, I want to get your take on uh, the SmackDown and Raw shows for this week. Let's go ahead and do the grading system, A through F. How did you feel like SmackDown and Raw performed this week?
1: Ah, uh, I think I give them both a B minus. I'll be nice today. <laughs> I give, I give them, I give them both a B minus. It won't, it won't too bad. It won't nothing great to me, but it, it, it definitely been better than the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it it was some pretty solid shows, man. Uh, a lot of the young talent are looking really good on the SmackDown and Raw products. Chef Showtime, what would you grade Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown?
2: I would give it a plus. A it did way better. B+. Just, start- just to look up.
1: All
0: right, you guys are being pretty generous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh B B plus. All right. Uh, you know what? I gotta stay in line with you guys. I think I thought that both Raw and SmackDown had stepped up uh both of the shows. Um it's been a lot going on, man. And so I think I would be in the in the B range also. Uh so uh WWE, thank you for stepping up the product. I know you have been hearing us complain here on the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast because we're fans, man. We want to see a great product each and every week, and we don't want to see regurgitated crap being thrown at us uh, and forcing us to accept it. So we like fresh products, and I think uh, they're listening to the fans. Finally, they're listening to the fans and seeing what they want uh, out of their WWE product uh so clap claps and tap taps all around uh but let's go into uh smackdown right so on smackdown we saw seamus versus the one and only sammy's name uh in a hell of a match man i think people underestimate how good of a wrestler that sammy is they see sammy on the card and they get a little I was like, oh, okay, I can beat Sami Zayn. But Sami is crafty, and now that he is with the bloodline, he's even more dangerous than ever. Uh, the match was really good. Ultimately, Sami Zayn uh, defeated Sheamus uh, in a legendary bloodline fashion. I want to get your thoughts on the match and how you think... The growth of both Seamus and Sammy, who have been around for a long time. Uh, these are mainstay guys on the roster. Uh Sammy Zayn is a NXT uh original. He came up through NXT, and Seamus has been in WWE for a while, man. It's good to see these guys still around and still kicking amongst all of these NXT sharks. LP, what do you think about? The career that Sheamus has had so far uh, on the main roster, and st- still being able to remain relevant all of these years.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think I really think Sheamus is probably the only wrestler that came around his generation that still really—he got other wrestlers that since his generation is wrestling, but he's still pretty much in you know in the storyline. I don't really see nobody else that was, I guess, his class. I'm trying to think of what year Seamus came out. But that was seen like that was around John Cena-ish era. Uh I think it was after the Ruthless aggression. I can't remember when Seamus came, but he's been there for a while. Um, but I think when I look at like him, I look at like the older guys like the Miz and you know, the ones that's around, but they're not really doing nothing. I yeah. think Seamus, I think Seamus is probably the way to keep himself uh, still going with it, you know getting his little squad and he's still pretty popular. Um I think it was I not to that match too. I think it was good. Uh without the bloodline though he would have destroyed Sammy. <laughs> I, I like Sammy but uh <laughs> come on. He he's a Seamus is a powerhouse kind of guy and he's a great wrestler. So he he never would have he never Sammy never would have been straight up. Come on. That's not good. He's too crazy.
0: Seamus <laughs> she, is a great wrestling man and I think that uh, this this generation of, of wrestling fans is, is able to see that. Um, I've always been a Seamus fan, but just the work that he's done lately and being able to take two guys on his wing uh, in, in, a, in a butch, or Pete Dunn, as, as we call them, in, in Ridge Holland, uh, and bringing those young guys up and really making them uh, smack down mainstays. Uh, I think that he's doing a really great job in that, in that aspect. It's Seamus puts on banger after banger after banger uh he puts on great matches man every single time and you need wrestlers like that uh and i know we had talked about ronda rousey last weekend and being able to actually lead a match uh sheamus is one of those guys who knows how to lead a match and he knows how to uh beat the hell out of you at the same time but he can he can lead a match. He can make anybody look good. But he's going to bring some aggression out of you, and that's what you need. And I think that's what we were criticizing uh, Ronda Rousey for last week. Uh, you know, to be able to still be a dominant figure, but also lead the match where it, it looks good, nothing sloppy, is clean. You know, Saint Miss is one of those guys who's a brawler, and I love brawlers. I've always been a fan of the brawlers. Um, ever since the 80s, man. Um, I've always loved that brawling style. So, I think that Sheamus is doing good. Um, And Sami Zayn, of course, he got a rocket attached to his back, man. He's going to be on Raw and SmackDown almost every show, because Sami Zayn is gold. And I have been preaching the praises of Sami Zayn for a long time, since the beginning of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, you guys have been hating on me a little bit, and I, at LP, I know we had that little conversation about Sami Zayn, and I was like, "Hey, Sami Zayn's WrestleMania match with Johnny, uh, with Johnny Knoxville was the best match on the card," and I got criticism for it. It's I don't know. Come on now, don't 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 do too much now. That
1: that's the best match on the
0: card at WrestleMania. Come on now, hey, hey listen. It's memorable. What other matches do you remember? Off the top of your head.
1: Go. I mean, it was memorable because it was a
0: comedy match. But I ain't going to say yeah. Well, man. comedy
1: match as it may be, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it
0: was still one of the best matches on the card. Uh But I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, but, hey, man, Sami Zayn is absolute. he's going to be an absolute legend, man, by the time all of this thing, all this stuff is said and done. Um, right. Also, fellas, we saw your boy Kofi Kingston against Gulther on Friday night SmackDown. Listen, I have to make—I have to say this. I am a Kofi Kingston fan. I do not like the way Kofi's chest looks. <laughs> I don't have to be a hundred percent honest i don't know what happened to kofi's chest man his his nipples are cock-eyed you know they just so spread apart it's almost like in his armpits and he had just just this open plane and now i'm like man guther is gonna chop the soul out of kofi kingston he got that and it was a great match i enjoyed the match uh, I know I just ragged on Kofi, but I'm a, I'm a huge Kofi Kingston fan, man. And I'm glad that he got a little bit of shine uh being um, a single competitor like he is. But what did you guys think about the Kofi Kingston versus Goofy match? Let me go, Chef Showtime.
2: It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. I felt, I felt bad for Kofi for a while. I did.
0: I was gonna cry for him, you know. <laughs> I was gonna call CBS. So like, <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah. Not Jody. See, cry for you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a very hard hitting match, man. And uh, yeah, I love to see it. I want to see more matches with Kofi like that, man. Uh, some challenging matches. LP, what do you think about the Sheamus? I'm sorry. The Kofi versus Guter match.
1: Uh it it went pretty much like I uh, <laughs> I saw it in my head when they when they said they were gonna do it. Like uh, I knew he was. I'm glad I won a squash match. I thought it was gonna be a squash match at first. I'm glad it didn't. They didn't do it like that, which they could have. Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think it was. I think it was. De- I think it was decent. I think. I think Kofi. It's hard to explain where you see Kofi. Like where is he at? Like without even a new day is not even kind of like without Big E, they're not the same no more. And then, yeah, they're
0: yeah, so different. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: if, and if Xavier, if Xavier Woods was to stay hurt too long, it would just be Kofi by himself. C- Kofi would just be, I don't even know what he would be. He would he's not even a mid carder Like he has no nothing going on. So I, I think I'm kind of worried about Kofi, but <laughs> where's Kofi headed? Because it don't look well for for Kobe. It uh, don't look
0: good for who Mel Xavier was, to be honest. I honestly think that they would benefit from a draft. And I think that the shows I mean, I think that they just need to shake some things up a little bit. Uh, especially move some of the girls over to SmackDown and then, you know, vice versa. Uh, to just to get some some fresh... Uh, but SmackDown is honestly the show to be on. You know, SmackDown is the highest rated wrestling show each week. Uh, in WWE, uh, more than AEW, more than Impact, more than any other wrestling show that you see. So a lot of people want to be on the SmackDown show because it gets more eyeballs. But the thing is, it has a short amount of time. Um, I'm not sure do you guys stay up all night to watch raw? It's a three hour show man it's in you know uh in I know especially on the East Coast, the show usually starts around what time about eight eight nine o'clock
1: um. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, three hours is a so long time to stay up sometimes. Uh, I have to go and, and, and watch it in the mornings just to catch up uh, on what goes on because I'm I start and I start to nod off and fade. uh but man, uh, speaking of Coach T Kingston, the new day have been spotted in the next seat. And the beautiful thing about that is the New Day are now after the NXT tag team titles. They're supposed to uh, face the uh, team pretty deadly, uh, which is the NXT UK mainstay team. I think that's going to be interesting. Now, I think if the New Day do get the NXT, tag team titles that can bring new life to the show. Uh, I have to get the opinion of one of the guys. LP, what do you think about The New Day going down to NXT? I think
1: think it's horrible. I think it's horrible that they allowing a tag team to hold on to two belts for no reason, and you sending your other draw a great tag team to a developmental territory to fight for belt. I mean, that's that's gonna be my biggest gripe until they get rid of this undisputedness. because there's no way Jimmy and Jay need to have both belts. you literally have probably more tag teams now than we have ever had in years in WWE. Just like even on SmackDown, you got—I think it's the lamest—they—they they horrible, but the the Viking Raiders. Like you got these guys who supposed to be so dominant and you know a powerful tag team, but they know they haven't ran up on the boards yet. So what are you know you can't have you can't have a tag team without having the belt. Like I—I I, I mean I understand why they probably doing it to maybe get more eyes on NXT, but that's that's developmental until since it's not a brand. They they keep on saying it's not a brand. It's still the in their eyes, it's still the developmental. I just they're the new date. They had the cha- they had the belts longer than any other champion were well, up until recently. Like until they recently. were lit. now, y'all gotta go fight for the belts over there on a, <laughs> on, a on a on a wrestling master, on a wrestling show that that takes place in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> LP, <laughs> sir. it's like come on I know know y'all think I'd be ragging on NXT but NXT is developmental it's Ohio Valley Wrestling would it be the same if the New Day went to Ohio Valley Wrestling and fought for some belts well you you know what I have to get a second opinion
0: on this thing so we gotta go to the wrestler of the best damn wrestling podcast Uh, your boy Mr. Everything Victor Andrews, uh, what's happening? What, what up, what up? What up, guys? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you pretty good. Um, All right. Man, what do you think about the New Day going down to NXT to face pretty deadly for the NXT Tag Team titles? Hey, haven't
3: we been talking about this for For a long time, a lot of the guys that are on the main roster need to go down to NXT just to shake things up a little bit. And we've been talking about different things as far as the main roster going down to NXT and showing that NXT is not just a secondary brand. It's not an enhancement. It's a brand all in itself. So I love it. I love the fact that the New Day is going to go out there, um, do something different. And let's say they do get the NXT Tag Team Championships. That's going to add to their resume and it's going to add to the resume of NXT and it's going to push uh, pretty deadly up uh, pretty high if you ask me.
0: Uh, I can agree with you on that that standpoint. Uh, I think it almost has the feel of when Dolph Ziggler went down to NXT and then he won the NXT title and he brought a little bit more eyes on the NXT product, I think the uh, the New Day has the ability to do that, and I think that NXT is an environment where they can play around and, and be themselves, you know what I'm saying they don't have to take things too seriously and once they have the championships they know how to have fun with the championships and still put on uh, great matches Chef Showtime, what do you think about uh, this whole thing uh which boys the New Day going down to nxt
2: uh let me see <laughs> now I, I think it's a great it's a great opportunity for them it's gonna rejuvenate their careers they're gonna take over they're gonna take them belts everybody gonna like they're gonna watch if i feel it's gonna bring more attention to nxt because there's a new day has a big fan base you know even with biggie out you know they still <laughs> something <laughs> and not the powerhouse they was but there's something it it's gonna bring a lot of eyes to nxt that's just yeah that's i I'm, yeah. I'm like it i
1: love
0: it i think they're going to be great down in nxt man and they can really uh mentor a lot of the young people uh xavier woods was already doing that with a lot of nxt call-ups and a lot of nxt talent so it just fits the fits the mold he can do it Go down and be a teacher. And like I said, also put some more eyes on the NXT product. Uh, I'm, a, I'm excited about that. To see the new day down in NXT. I think it's good, man. It's going to be uh, hit the refresh button, come back and be dominant again. Uh, also on SmackDown, we saw uh, the finals of the World Cup with your boy Ricochet winning the tournament. I didn't think that Ricochet was going to take this thing all the way through, especially when he was fighting Braun Strowman. I thought that was going to be a wrap on that. Uh, But Ricochet has proven to be a top-tier talent, and now Ricochet versus Gunther is going to happen. LP, what do you think about Ricochet versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship.
1: Uh, I mean I like it. It's something new, something different. I don't know if they're gonna give it to Ricochet, which they should, but it's, it's kind of hard to see if they're gonna do that. I think I think if they give it to them, they can kind of like maybe build it a little bit more and then they can have, you know, a little bit of something going on with that belt. Um, I do like the fact that they gave the whole tournament toward the belt, so that kind of you know boosted it up. But uh, I really, I really think he's gonna shock everybody and win it. It's just a matter. It is. It is a matter of WWE gonna pull that trigger. Which they, you know, they got, they got, a, they got a. How long Gunther had that belt for a while, right? Well, a couple of months.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how long, but it's
1: been a while. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he had it for a while. So even, even if he loses and get it back, they that, they need something fresh. And I think I think Rick, I mean that dude Ricochet is ridiculous. I think he wanted to I want to see Ricochet and Sheldon Benjamin before why Sheldon Benjamin still can go. That is the match I want to see, like ASAP.
0: Well, we we were uh, we were previewed to see Ricochet versus Carmelo Anthony. Man, I think that was a a pretty good match. Uh, I wanted to see them to go, but I, you know I think once Carmelo comes to me Ross I think that the Carmelo Hayes versus ricochet needs to happen on the grand stage because I think they're gonna they're gonna mix it up and, and give a banger of a match um I like the whole World Cup series since right now it's the World Cup uh United States just lost they got kicked out of the World Cup uh are you guys familiar with the World Cup do you have any teams that you're going for right now
1: I mean I was would- I was going for the USA, but I knew they were I knew I knew we weren't gonna bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, uh, no, yeah. no, don't hate on the boys, man. This ain't football. This ain't baseball. No more boys, boys, boys serious about it. Soccer.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh Mr. Everything, you got a team that you wanna take the World Cup home?
3: I I don't care about the World Cup, but can I can I say something about this match between Ricochet and and Santos Escobar? for a second
0: yeah go ahead
3: WWE fans y'all make me sick I'm on my LP ish today (laughs) y'all make me sick dumb guys went out there and killed it that would have been my match of the week had it not been for those stupid fans doing whatever they were doing in the crowd I don't know if they were throwing a soccer ball a beach ball picking each other's noses Or something. Them guys, go listen, every time we step in a ring, it is a danger to our lives. Every single time. And to take away from a spectacular match like that, to do something, I don't know what they were doing, but they wasn't paying attention. They were out there screaming and laughing and joking and getting on my daggone nerve. And then the following week, they're going to sit down on their hands and act like the triple threat wasn't the best match of the daggone women's division for a very long time. It makes me sick. You want good matches. You want great matches. They give it to you, and you act like you ain't got no daggone sense. And I blame John Cena. I love John Cena. He's great. He's he's one of the greatest. But I blame him because he's always been, oh, let the fans have fun. If they're going to sit out there and throw beach balls, I'm going to go out there and throw beach balls. No! Stop it! Stop it! Okay? (laughs) The match was... The match was great, it was spectacular, and it would have been five-star had it not been thrown off about the fact that the fans was out there doing whatever they were doing and made the, some spots sloppy. Stop it. Let these men go out there and work, do what they're doing, get these great matches, sit down and you pay your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> He's so frustrated, <laughs> the words won't
2: even
3: come up. out. <laughs> I, I, I oh, was holding man. it for the whole week, it was, it was making me mad. Well,
0: you should have let me know, I want to let you do your rent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I want to switch from LP to Mr. Everything's rant. Um, I, I think that they, they do put on, I mean, I knew they were going to put on a great match, man. And I would love to see them go uh, against each other again. I think Santos Escobar. A lot of people are underestimating this cat, man, and what he can bring to the table. I'm 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 really excited to see what he can do. Uh but Ricochet right now, he got Gunther Man. That's a big mountain to climb. Uh he faced Gutha. Actually, Gutha took the belt off of Ricochet, if you guys remember. So Ricochet gets a chance, had a little bit of redemption. Uh I want to see it, man. I think they're going to put on a great match. Maybe we might see Braun Strowman come out.
2: We will. Uh help
0: out Ricochet a little bit. That's a possibility. But we shall see uh this Ricochet versus Guther match is going down, Jack. And uh I'm I'm excited to see it.
1: Uh, I think. We'll, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say uh I think I think we might should talk about what he uh what Mr. Everything said. Um just on the fact of, I thought it was just a meet. Some of the last pay per views, some of the last Raw SmackDown, the crowd, the crowds don't be in it like they used to be in it. Is it just me? Like the pops don't be I understand what he's saying. Like when I'm watching, I'm just like, what are these people watching? Like they the pay per view crowds clash I mean, I think that last the last best crowd was probably Clash at the Castle. When uh that's when Drew is Drew were the one, you know, the building would explode exploded. Yeah. You know, yeah, Ray Watt came back. That was a bit pop. You know, they people like Sammy, but for the most part, most of the shows they're not. You know, is it just me? Um, so, I well, I, I see
3: it
0: okay.
3: too. Go ahead. No, I tell LP, I can see it too, and it, it it makes no sense. Like these guys are going out there and giving you great matches. The women's match, the three, the the, the triple threat was amazing. They went out there and they did it thing and the fans are sitting there like they ain't even watching ain't watching everything go down. I, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what needs to change, but the fans need to stop it. Stop it.
0: Uh I think that, you know, certain markets have better fans than others. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that uh the Carolinas have a really good fan base. New York has a really good fan base. Uh, Boston, Philadelphia. Those are, those are uh, in Georgia, certain places in Georgia, Florida also. So those are uh, wrestling mainstays, man, where the crowd is really hyped. And to be honest with you, New York and Chicago uh, and Philadelphia are known to have some of the, the greatest wrestling crowds. And that's why a lot of people like wrestling in front of crowds because of the energy that they produce. Some of the other places that you go to it might not be that same type of energy. Some people might not want to stand up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying they, they beat the drink and they beer and eating they nachos they don't want to stand up and cheer for what <laughs> so uh, it just depends on where you are man and I think that certain crowd the crowd is, is definitely the sixth man and really makes the matches and we saw during the Thunderdome era that you know crowdless matches are weird you know what I'm saying they can be really really weird they can, they're quiet You hear everything, especially if somebody is communicating. You hear everything.
2: Throw me, throw me. You know it's it's weird. You
0: know what I mean. You don't you don't want to hear calls being. You know. heard over over the matches you know what i mean i think ronda had a a a hard time with that when she first started where the things she was saying was being picked up on the microphones and uh you know they they kind of criticized her for a little bit about that um but the thunder the thunderdome era was very a very difficult era let me let me go around the room what do you guys think about the thunderdome era versus what wrestling is now Uh, did you think the WWE did a good job with the Thunderdome uh, the whole era and and keeping everybody safe and and trying to still put on a wrestling show because for a a small period of time WWE was the only thing that was really smoking during the COVID era so how do you guys feel about the Thunderdome era uh, versus now LP I mean I think they did
1: the best with what they had I mean, just like anybody else that try to keep on going. I think they did a, you know, people still was getting COVID. And I think, I don't think they did a hundred percent on protecting some of their stars. because I, I used to keep up with a lot of the news back then, you know, with, with the way someone was getting COVID and stuff. Not like, the, I think the NBA did the best job when it comes to sports to take care of their stars. Um, but I think, I think they made it happen for, you know, what it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chef, did you like the Thunderdome era? uh did you like how the matches were being booked and and you had drew mcintyre and bailey who were the champions at the time i know drew really carried the whole company on his back did you enjoy the thunderdome era or do you like how wrestling is now with a lot of crowd?
2: i like how it is now but you you can see they tried they tried to keep up with everybody else you know it could have been better Cause you have people paying all that money to be on the screens, then they be below the, below the uh, barricade. And you barely can see their face. You know, like you pay all that money, but nobody can see your face. You paid for. I started
0: to, to do that. Face. I started <laughs> to pay for. I wanted my face to be shown too. I was like, I'm gonna be I'm big face like this the whole time. So I, <laughs> I wanted to be in one of those Thunderdome TVs. I wanted to be my yeah, face.
2: I wanted to till I seen. <laughs> Until so I seen it was a match, I think Drew knocked somebody over the barricade, and the TV went straight. It was TVs at the below people in there. I'm like, you can't see these people. That might be me. <laughs> no, <laughs> be mad. Those I,
1: are thought was, I thought it was free. I thought you was paying for that.
2: Yeah, you paid for
1: that. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I thought it was. I thought it was this whoever can get a chance to get home. <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought it was like that too. I didn't know that you had to pay for. It. I um. I know
0: some of them you did, but yeah, for the most part, I thought you just had to get on there. It was like first come first serve kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, but the Dome taught a lot of people uh, a lot of things, man. Um, and it really, you really had to learn, learn your wrestling. You really had to know your partner. Uh, if you weren't good, it showed. so all the flaws showed you couldn't feed off the crowd um promos were completely different so but it also gave us a little bit of cinematic matches where we had the Undertaker versus AJ Styles which uh, LP I think you're a fan of that match um do you guys like cinematic matches matter of fact let me go uh, to Mr. Everything have you ever been a part of a cinematic match
3: yeah uh Pretty much control your narrative, that's all we really do as far as the free-to-narrative uh, the free-to-narrative the the free the um, segments that we did a couple of, uh, last year. So those were cinematic and I love them because it actually gives us opportunity to do something different, think outside of the box. I loved it during the uh, Dun and do era because it made people think. It gave a lot of room for creativity like uh, uh, making Bray Wyatt, you know, disappear and reappear in different areas, and uh, the whole thing he did with John Cena was really cool. So I, I love, I love that that uh, that portion of
0: creativity when it comes to the
3: cinematic style.
0: Yeah, Chef, uh, were you a fan of the cinematic matches? I believe uh, Matt Hardy really made those kind of kind of famous uh or, or i can't say famous but he made it notable he became known for cinematic type matches um i've seen him put on a few what do you think about the cinematic matches and do you think there's a place for cinematic matches in the future moving forward in wrestling
2: yeah there, there's always going to be a place for that you know but i wasn't a, a big fan of it <laughs> but yeah, it's okay to me Yeah.
0: Um let's go ahead and over to Monday night raw man. I, I have to <laughs> I have to mention that I love seeing legends come back and interact with today's talent. JBL, I feel is doing a great job. That's really not being talked about. Um uh, he's he's so beloved, but he's a great heel, man. Uh and this past Monday we saw the JBL. Invitational where, uh, a lot it was a bit backstage segment where a different talent came and they were participating in a large poker game. It almost gave me APA vibes a little bit, which I really loved. And if you're if you don't know who the APA was, uh, the Acolyte Protection Agency is what it started off as, uh, under the Undertaker, they were called Acolytes. Uh, am I right, LP? I know you, Undertaker, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they started under the Undertaker, um, and they branched off and they became the APA. Uh, him, uh, John Layfield Bradshaw, and uh, the one and only ain't nobody gonna go hit on
1: huh? Ain't nobody gonna
0: the hit one it. and only Ron Simmons. You think I don't know? damn, that's where that came from, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the one and only Ron Simmons, um, they were men's men, they they made you want to drink a beer with them. Uh, they always were getting brawls. They had really great segments backstage. And so, a little bit of that was brought to the forefront with the JBL Invitational uh, where you had some squabbles going on during some of these backstage segments. One of the ones that was interesting to me uh, was the OC and Baron Corbett versus the Alpha Academy. Um I'm sorry, the O C versus Alpha Academy and Baron Corbett. Uh that was a great interaction. L P did you get to check out that match between the O C and Alpha Academy versus and, and Baron Corbett? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought
1: it was pretty good and to go back to what you're saying. The whole focus it's funny because when I I missed the very start of Raw. I was doing something else. So when I turned on the TV, I turned it on when the poker game was going on. And it's like looking at the good guys and the bad guys in one room playing cards. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I was, like, bugging because I was like, Dominique Mysterio, why is he in the room with this, that, and the third? With, you know, back in the day, <laughs> Thanksgiving and just the different stuff they used to do when everybody would be in the room. Normally, a big Raw would end up happening. So I did, I did like that vibe because it gave me the old school kind of vibe. So I like the way they set that up, and then they set up the matches throughout that. Um, I hope they do more of that. That was, uh, I think that was good, and and both matches, uh, not Dominique match. I don't want to get into that match. I don't even know who that guy Dominique Font was, but well, let let me talk about it because that was
0: that was one of my favorite segments from that. Um, But just to go to your point, real quick, the OC. Uh, Versus Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin. I thought it was a really good match. Baron Corbin looked strong in that match. The Alpha Academy looked great. Uh, The OC also looked strong as a unit. Um, The OC ended up uh, pulling off the win. Against the Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin. Which was really cool. But to go back to uh, the JBL invitation. This was one of my favorite segments throughout the night. Because it was so funny to me. Uh, So... Akira Tozawa, uh who's who's a wrestler, uh, he's really good. He was a lightweight, uh, light heavyweight champion for WWE back in the day. And then he had a couple of segments with the 24-7 championship. He had this whole ninja gimmick where he would wear the ninja outfit. And uh, and so he was doing a lot of segments with Our truth So he was in this backstage segment. <laughs> and I guess he just won a, a hand in poker. He started collecting his money, and Dominic Mysterio snuck his hand over and grabbed some of his chips. And so Tozawa was like, hey, man, what you doing? Dominic was like, hey, I can take whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And if you got a problem with that, then you got a problem with the judgment day. <laughs> Tozawa put his head on. He was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the funniest things that I saw you guys got to go back and watch it man um, but that led into a match with Dominic and Akira Tozawa well Akira Tozawa proceeded to whoop Dominic's ass that whole entire match into the end I think Akira Tozawa's skills have been uh, underlooked but uh, Dominic did his soggy ass frog splash and he won the match. Uh, but I, I was really impressed with Akira Tozawa. And I hope they use him a lot more for comedy segments as well as some in-ring wrestling because he can go, man. And like, you know, smaller wrestlers really don't get their shine like they should on on main product. But I think they are now under Triple H, man. Um, but I thought that segment was really good. Um, and that, and... Let me go to to LP. How do you think Dominic
1: is performing? <laughs> 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 you know, if you go back and watch some of my earlier shows, I was one of the ones that was like they had potential when they first put him in that group. You you could clearly see me saying it. They have not done not one thing with him. They He has d worst false slams. I've never been in a wrestling ring, and I have never jumped off a top rope. I will bet my life I could do a better frog splash <laughs> than Dominique <Mysterio. laughs> He needs to stop doing that completely. It's like ah, oh, if you just go back and watch, it was horrible. Like all these guys, Montez Ford jumping to the damn rafters, Logan Paul. I mean, everybody's doing it better than you, Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> And Ray Mysterio is supposed to be your, I mean, uh Eddie Guerrero is supposed to be like your your family, your daddy, is, and most some people may say. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. And, yeah, I, I think I think they're wasting Dominic, because the thing with Dominic is whenever they decide to get rid of this judgment stuff, he's done. He he's done. Man, he, uh you know?
0: Mr. Everything. As a wrestler, man, are you are you starting to become impressed with Dominic's Henry work? Mister, everything.
2: I think he on mute.
0: All right, let's let's let me switch that over to Chef. What do you think about Dominic's Henry work?
2: <laughs> well, <Whoa. laughs> I think the uh, the water boy in the back has more potential than Dominic Mysterio. I've been saying that since forever. Dominique <laughs> needs to just sit down and just quit. They just need to do a real I quit match and make him sign over his contract to the water boy. He might do something better than he do. Man, I
0: can't oh, watch man. that. That's cold blooded, Jack. <laughs> Rudy, like,
2: every I match. No, but every match, if you watch his matches, every match, he's getting his he's getting his butt kicked. Then he's scooting back with his hands up like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In some way, Judgment Day interferes and help him win.
0: I think that's part of his character. He needs to get rid of it, man. Uh, it's almost He almost gave me Sami Zayn vibes before he joined the bloodline when his finishing move was like cowering out and then finding a crafty way to pin somebody. That's how Sami Zayn would get some of his wins for a little bit. And I feel like Dominic is kind of doing that. And uh, he's leaning on the, the Judgment Day too much. And he's disrespecting Rey Mysterio way too much, man. And I don't like it. And I don't know why they're trying to feed you that. Just leave Rey alone. Y'all ain't even on the same shows, bro. <laughs> Just focus on what you got going on. Leave Rey Mysterio out of it. Because he's, uh, to be honest with you, kind of tarnishing a little bit of raised reputation, man. And... Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. LP, what, do you feel like some of the things that Dominic is doing is really tarnishing a little bit of his father's uh, history?
1: Yeah, I, I think the moment he showed up, he started tarnishing Even when he was with him. That's like, it's like LeBron James' son not being able to play basketball like you just can't you just can't do that like if we did a top five of the worst uh wrestler kids i think he would probably be he would be number one david flair probably number two like i don't know who i don't know who the rest of what would be but them two will probably be the two is anybody worse have any other
2: Dominique make David Flair look like an all-star. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like
1: I can't I can't think of no other wrestler's son. Even the has been,
0: been It's been a few flops.
1: Uh <laughs> even the even the King's son, which nobody knew who was the King's son, what Grandmaster said or whatever. Like, at least even Mr. Perfect son, like everybody else had did a little something. Dominique is the worst. <laughs> he is number one. I think we research it or put it in the comments so somebody could tell me somebody's son who's worse than Dominique.
0: Oh, man. Well, well let, me, let me go from worst uh, to something of a little bit of potential. Uh, one of the Bloodline's uh, leg- legacy member uh, Umaga his son has uh, been trained is about to start training with I believe Booker T's mm-hmm. uh, wrestling school and I'm I'm really excited for that potential if he is good uh, I believe I don't want to butcher the boy name I believe his name is uh, Zilla Fatu um, I'm not sure what his wrestling name is going to be but I'm excited to see uh, if he has potential, I think Booker T School is a, is a is, a, is a, a great platform to really be pushing out uh, young talent. Um, to actually, now that I think about it, Monday was the thirteenth year since the death of Umaga. Um and now that I think about it, on Monday Night Raw, Solo Sokola did a tribute. Yeah to Omaga um, where he did the Samoan Spikes where he has his thumb wrapped up and he grabs his opponent and he jabs the thumb into the opponent's neck uh, and he also does his move to, to spin and solo which is one of Omaga's moves also. So I love seeing that segment where Solo Sokoa was paying tribute to one of the elders uh in in the bloodline and i used to love umaga man i loved his finish too uh let me let, let's go around the board real quick um lp what do you think about umaga man you know paying tribute a little bit of tribute to umaga what do you think about umaga uh in the ring man and do you have any uh favorable umaga moments uh i like umaga i really think they should have gave him
1: the the, the big belt I, I don't know why they didn't ever do it but he was a he was a beast. Like that, that's that's a even, even when I solo, I'm actually starting to, I'm actually starting to like solo a little bit. I don't know what it is. Solo don't talk when everything going on. He just said, me like solo is like a, a damn dog. Like I'm, I'm ready. I'm gonna give him <laughs> a continue to go, but I'm, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like him the most out of the people in the, the bloodline right now. But yeah, but Omega, man, he was, uh, I can't remember who his manager was. He, uh, the guy that used to be his manager, I can't remember. Uh
0: it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can almost see
1: it. Yeah, um, I can. See I can't think, but that whole dynamic—like, uh, I don't care if you was a man, you was a woman. It didn't matter who it was. He would, he would yoke you in a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> he, I like, yeah. I like him. He definitely, he definitely, I think, was one of the most dominant samoans ever. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chef, do you remember Umaga uh and in, in his in-ring work?
2: Yeah, I loved Umaga. He, he was he was vicious. And his manager Armando, he was good too.
1: Okay, that's
2: what I mean. was he was good, Yeah, he was good okay. too. You know, but that tribute was awesome. I I was like, man, he did the whole little Umaga, the little the little flare with his tongue out, didn't stab you. Man, I was happy to see that.
0: When I saw his thumb wrapped up, I knew what it was. I was like, oh man, I was like, is he about to do? And then he started, I was like, yo, he about to do Samoan Spike, and then he did it. I'm happy that move is back because it takes a, I don't know how you jab somebody in the in the throat with your thumb and your thumb not jam. I I'm hit it on the door and jam my thumb and I, I almost felt like my whole arm was paralyzed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how you do that and not jam your thumb. But I mean, I think it's a great move, man, and I was excited to see uh, Solo Sokoa pay tribute to Umaga. And so let's see, fellas, let's give it a little bit of time, man. If uh, Zilla Fatu has a little uh, wrestling bug, man, and then if the boy is good, he may be joining the bloodline. But, you know, you
2: can't, little, you can't be worse than Dominic. Gonna get a job, <laughs> you can't be worse than Dominic.
0: Man, y'all leave down below, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, man, we saw the bloodline versus Riddle. And uh KO Let's talk about that match man because uh the bloodline took out Rhodes partner uh at the time who was um the one and only Elias Elias um I love Elias I don't like this babyface Elias I used to I'm a fan of heel Elias babyface Elias is corny to me but Elias got taken out on Monday um and so it was your boy Riddle and his partner came out. Ko LP, I know you love seeing Ko. Let me know what you think about this match between the Bloodline versus Riddle. Ko.
1: I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I, I like they still trying to keep that story going uh, with you know keeping Ko in the mix. I still think it's going to have something to do with later on. I don't know how yet, but I feel things going to have to be going on. But the best part of what went down was the fact that Matt Riddle got taken off in the ambulance. So I do not have to see Matt Riddle for a couple of weeks. How was uh, that the best, best part? part? <laughs> <laughs> I you love that. Right. that that man got. He said the best part yeah. was he was hurt. <laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping that somebody would have jumped in the ambulance and just gave him a couple more two pieces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't! I hate Matt Riddle, so I'm definitely so glad uh, that they did that to him because he, he's annoying. <laughs> That's
0: cold oh, blooded, man. Cold blood. That is cold blooded, man. Uh, I thought that I thought the match was really good, man. It had some really good points. Um, there was even a little moment where Solo and KO came face to face, and that was really intense, man. And then. Um, who was it that jumped, up, jumped up on the rope? Uh, Matt Riddle jumped across the rope and hit hit solo fell on top of solo uh, same as they pulled Jay back Jay was able to come back with the super key. <sighs> kick kick him in the face uh, and the bloodline was able to pull out that win remaining dominated on top uh, I love seeing the blood live, man. they they firing on all cylinders, man. Can't say nothing bad about them right now. They are at the top of their game, Jack. Um, another little interaction that we saw was uh, they had a, a women's qualifying match for the WWE women's title Bailey versus Rhea versus Asuka. I thought that was a great match. Uh, the women showed up and showed out during that match. But the thing that everyone is talking about is to stare down heard around the world when Rhea Ripley walked out and Becky Lynch was walking up, exiting, leaving, and her and Becky had a face to face interaction. Man, it seems like they're hearing that something. LP, do you think we're going to see a Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch match sometime in the future?
1: Yeah, I I, I think they, I think they don't got a, they don't have a choice but to do it. While Becky been gone, Rhea been coming up. Um, so I think they pretty much got a, you know, they got. I, I don't think Rhea can beat Becky. I mean, I think they can make it that way, but I don't think Rhea is better than. I like Rhea, but I don't think she's better than Becky. Hold on, hold on. Did you say that you don't think that
0: Rhea can beat Becky? First of all, did you, I know see, did. did
1: you not see the intimidation? I know that- they boosted. I know. I know they have boosted Rhea up. I mean, like, I gave Rhea her props when I don't know. I can't remember what Royal Rumble it was when it was her. Thing was Charlotte, her, and Bianca with a three left, three left in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think that she was Royal Rumble. Like, like, I didn't know who she was until that. But that was the first time I really seen her even wrestle. I, I don't know how much I missed it before that. But I was like, damn, this chick, this chick is good. And I thought they were about to push her. But then they they, got, they started pushing her, and then they pulled it back. And then she got hurt and whatever. But now that she's been back, since she's been with the Judgment Day, now the fans gonna get behind her. So now they're pushing her a lot like they did Becky. You remember Becky? So they, the fans started pushing The fans wanted Becky. They didn't want to get Becky that belt. You remember how they kept on screwing Becky and screwing Becky? until yeah. so they didn't have a choice. So I definitely think Rhea... Rhea has
0: become a star like Becky now. She wasn't before. I can see that. Uh the Rhea Ripley of old really didn't have any personality. You know what I'm saying? She she was just she was a big presence, but she I didn't like her small championship runs, man. Uh, even when she was tag team champion, I didn't like that. When she uh did she win the the NX she won the NXT uh championship but also uh did she win the women's championship
2: not yet
1: did she have felt
3: so. for small part
1: no, no because i thought i thought they were gonna have her fight charlotte but then they didn't they was looking like they was yeah. headed that way yeah. yeah they didn't do it
0: okay um but this rear ripley man her her character and her star are are right here jack and uh she is going to go through the moon and when she finally does face Bianca I think that's that's a Wrestlemania match I wouldn't book that for no other thing other than I would do Wrestlemania and I would do the Royal Rumble but I would book that match for one of those because that's going to be explosive you know um power power speed for speed and they both going you know they work together really well um I think that's gonna be a, a knockdown, down drag out fight, man. But that stare between Rhea and Becky, man, that was that was intense. I was old, host. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 1980s, 1990s. gave me Stone Cold, Stone Cold vibes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rhea Rhea walked off and then turned right back around and went back in her face. Uh I loved every minute of that. I thought that was a great, great moment on Monday night, raw. uh yeah, I might need to go play it there. Yeah, man. I I think you just need to switch up a little bit. Uh, Also, man, uh, your boy Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins had a little interaction, a little tussle on Monday night uh, where we saw WWE producer Petey Williams get speared damn near gored (laughs) by Bobby Lashley. Uh Bobby was aiming for Seth. He went in for the spear. Boom. He Seth slid out the way. And Bobby ended up inadvertently hitting Petey Williams, uh WWE producer. Um <laughs> I hate to see it, but you know it happened. Uh lady later on, uh Adam Pierce came to Bobby and said, Hey man, uh, you know, we know that's normally not you. You don't you normally do that. Uh, And Bobby was like, well, just make sure they stay out of my way. Bobby is back to the badass Bobby, man. Um, I like to see it. I don't like Babyface Bobby, but I love heel Bobby. How do you guys feel about this Bobby versus Seth match that they might be trying to push for next year? Let me go, Uh,
2: Seth. I like it more it was like a triple threat match for the belt again, cause they put more umph into the match. But just them two fighting, just to fight, it's not worth watching. Cause that whole little when they start fighting in the ring, they made Seth Rollins look like he was just a beast. You feel me? <laughs> no. Yeah. Exactly. no, like he breaking out and attacking Bobby. Like no, bro, you guys was holding back Brock Lesnar. You know,
0: Brock couldn't go nowhere, but you let this hey. little dude explain you guys and run up. Every time every time Bobby touched him, though, he lifted him up. He was, <laughs> every time Bobby touched him, he lifted him up, yeah. Uh, LP, what do you think about this Bobby versus Seth feud? And uh,
1: do you like this new Bobby? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they're heading toward a Hurt Business reunion, which you know, that's probably a pipe dream. But that's what I'm hoping, cause MVP. I'm hoping he pop back up in some kind of way. Now that Bobby's going hell. Um, but I'm I, I agree with Chef. I said the same thing. I'm just like, come on now, this is ain't bad. Y'all could do that with Matt Riddle instead, but y'all can't do that with Bobby instead. And, and uh, I I think it shows the the writing. It shows the writing how bad WWE is because Chef kept on saying that that people act like Bobby can't beat Brock. He's already beating Brock. He beat Brock before. They keep on saying he's never beaten Brock. Even the announcers, I just like it's like, do y'all think y'all fans are stupid? Like he has beaten Brock yeah, before. Yeah. I don't. I hate the way that they even Bobby should have said that by now. Like, look, I beat him before. Y'all can stop saying that. And then he murdered him the whole match. He lost awesome. <laughs> some I think if they, I think they still trying to push Brock. Brock's gonna show back up. And him, him and Bobby gonna fight again either WrestleMania or. They definitely keep, you know, they keep on sprinkling it in there. Um, I'd rather see that. I I, and another problem I had too was Seth and Bob, um, Seth and Bobby fighting for the number one contendership for the belt. All they gotta do is go back and ask for a title shot. He literally gave Mustafa Ali a title shot just because he said something (laughs) to him.
0: Because he asked for one.
1: That made no sense. I'm like, these guys are fighting over a number one contendership when you gave a random person in the background title shot. Well, you yeah.
0: know, you gotta kinda make it look entertaining, LP. You
1: know, how to go. he just could have He just stood have wrestling. Should not have been for the title. Like, come on, like consistency. I'm 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 big with consistency when it comes to storyline. That made no sense. All
0: right. Well, with that being said, LP, uh, it was a lot of moments that happened uh over wrestling, man. And so, you know, we got to come to the genie. Come to the one and only dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast, and that's your boy L. P. What
1: was your best damn moment? All right, I think the best moment we kind of spoke on earlier was definitely Ricochet. That Ricochet match—like, I'm not familiar as much with the guy he fought, but that dude got some skill too. Yeah, see yeah, So that I like that match because, like, for, for a person like me who ain't really been paying attention to him that made me pay attention to him. Like, I'm like, damn, this dude is, this dude is all right. Like that, that little squad might be all right. And it's, it's stuff like that that grabs me as a fan. Just like with uh, Imperium. I, at first I didn't know who these guys were, but then I started watching them more and more. And then I liked those that vibe, I like that. I'm about to get me in the shirt. I'm about to get me one of them shirts. Like, Imperium, that's my, that's my squad. I hope they don't get rid of them by the time I start liking them. But like, <laughs> the first time I seen Ricochet, was it might have been NXT, I don't know what it was, but he he jumped and flipped over the rope and just landed outside of the rope. Uh, I think it was he had a he was having an argument with the guy that used to call himself the Pope or something like that. I can't remember what show it was. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. So mm-hmm. Rick said jumped out of the ring, did a flip and landed flat footed like it wasn't nothing. Like <laughs> that was one of the dopest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, who is this dude? But then when he came, you know, came WWE, he didn't really want to use them, you know, like they should. And now they're kind of giving him his shine. So I definitely hope this is a Ricochet moment to shine and I hope they don't waste it. I hope it really hope they use it. but that dude he ain't got the best mic skills, but he's not he's not those kind of wrestlers that need mic skills. He he's a action guy. Like he he's not gonna be no, he's not gonna cut no killer promos.
0: No. <laughs> you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear a great promo from from Ricochet. Maybe sometime in the future, man, when he get a little a little age on him, but right now Richard Street man, he does all his action and all his talking in the in the ring. Uh yeah. it's Jeff Showtime. What you think? Yeah. <sighs> I just forgot what I was
2: thinking
0: about <laughs> What do you think about that best damn what you like... think about that best damn moment? Uh the LP uh told you about the uh the Rick Street versus Rick Santos match, man. Yeah.
2: I don't like Santos Escobar. That's what, what? I I, don't, I do not like that guy. I was happy when, when Ricochet won. <laughs> I was like, yes. Because I thought, you know, me, you know, Santos Escobar, he liked to cheat. His little minions come out and cheat. That's what I was looking for the <laughs> whole time. I was waiting. You know, it didn't happen. So I'm like, oh my gosh, dude really sucks by himself. So. <laughs>
0: No, okay. you gotta man, you listen, you gotta watch Santos's matches, man. Some of his matches in NXT and some of his matches with AAA, man. I think that he he he'll show his worth. You'll see it and you'll become a Santos Escobar fan. But for the fact that you said that he sucks, sir. I can't, I
1: can't. I just can't. <laughs> I, just, I just can't.
0: Oh man. I don't
2: know.
0: He sucks down uh, right. it's, all, it's all good man Santos I got your back man Hey listen Y'all gonna see some great stuff From Santos Escobar man And, and his faction uh, Legato Del Fantasma Chef uh, yeah. Man the holidays Are upon us man uh, We just had Turkey Day Thanksgiving And now Christmas Is coming up So we gotta go to The chef of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast And that's. Chef Showtime, what's your best damn recipe?
2: Mm, my best damn recipe this week was my bourbon sauce with the bourbon chicken. You know, you put that bourbon sauce with bourbon to my honey chicken, that two things right there combined, it is delicious. It's, I'm telling you, use them too. LP the honey chicken with the bourbon sauce. Yeah, it's gonna make you want to slap your mama. She might swing back though, but duck.
0: <laughs> you better not slap no black mama. Don't don't let the movies fool you. No, no.
2: You have to go to the white no. neighborhood and slap your mama. <laughs> you might get away with it.
0: Oh man. Hey Chef, where can the beautiful people find your best damn recipes?
2: You can find the best uh the bourbon sauce and the honey chicken recipe on the best damn webcast page on Facebook. You can find it on my, my TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, my TikTok. If my son didn't mess with it. Mess with it. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. He control of your TikToks, man. Don't let stop letting the kids control your stuff. <laughs>
2: Yo, nephew bullies me.
0: He's bullying me all the time. Oh, man. All right, cool, man. If you guys want to check out more recipes, uh, you can go to our Facebook group. Now, well, we have a new Facebook group, beautiful people. It's called the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. If you want to join the Facebook group, get in, in some questionnaires, uh, possibly win some goodies and interact with the best damn wrestling crew. You go over to Facebook to the groups. And you join the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Facebook group. All right. Uh, On the last note before we end the show, uh, I got to change the tone a little bit. Uh, The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast uh, would like to give well wishes to the legendary Barry Windham, uh, if you guys don't know who Barry Windham is, Barry Windham is a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, he is also a member of the Four Horsemen, the original Four Horsemen. Um, he just suffered a heart attack over the weekend. And so uh, we at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, if you want to know someone who he's uh, related to, he's related. He's the uncle of Bray Wyatt uh, and Bo Dallas. Who are WWE uh, wrestlers right now? Uh, they come from a legendary family. So, if you're thinking like the bloodline, the Wyndham family is a legendary wrestling family, also. So, uh, we would like to uh, wish that uh, family uh, all of our prayers uh, and wish a speedy recovery to Barry Windham. Uh Fellas, it has been a great show. Uh, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Uh, your boy LP, what's happening? What's going on with
1: you? What's going on? Same old, same old photos, 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 photos all day long. Fashion show coming up next year. If you are in the North Carolina area, April the 23rd, the rent a Fashion Show is going down. Uh, you can find all the information on my Instagram. Spare the word out. One click to talk shoot what Shoot. You can see everything you got going on up there.
0: All right. All right. Uh, Chef Showtime, what you got going on and where can the people find you?
2: Um, the, <clears throat> the only thing I got going on right now is security training for the Super Bowl. That and work kids and you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitch, Twi- uh, TikTok, and Twitter. Yeah, at Chef Showtime.
1: You gonna be secreted at the Super Bowl?
2: Yep. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, they got the Super Bowl here in, in Phoenix, Arizona uh, this year, man, and uh, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, if you guys haven't been to Phoenix, man, it's nice uh, LP. Right. Yeah, it's, it's getting dry. LP, if you get, hey man, you know, you put a couple of ducats on a plane, ticket, fly up here. They got all kind of models and stuff. You could be shooting in the man desert, sweating, and then go to the Super Bowl, you know, I'm saying get you a taco and go back home and be happy. Hey, <laughs> I'm Yeah, we'll bring that thing yeah. Um, but thank you, Chef. Uh, and my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh And if you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on our Facebook page at Best Damn Wrestling. You can follow our Facebook group at the Baby Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. And you can follow us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, And we have another group beautiful people that I just told you about uh, the Best Damn Wrestling Nation You can join us and interact with your boys uh, and you know, we might have watch-alongs. All that good stuff that we can do on regular Facebook. So join our group, The Best Damn Wrestling Nation on Facebook uh, and just keep up with what your boys got going on. Uh, Fellas, let's do a final word real quick. Uh, L.P., you got a final word for the beautiful people.
1: I uh, set your goals and stay the course.
0: Set your goals and stay the course. All right. Uh Chef Showtime. You got a message for the beautiful people.
2: <laughs> message. Huh. Never trust a man with two black eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, that was a good one. Oh man. Uh and I'm gonna go super old school with this, man. Believe in yourself. If don't nobody else believe in you, believe in yourself, believe that you can do it. Uh you are the creator of your future. Take control of it. Don't ask for permission. If you step on somebody's toes, ask for forgiveness. Beautiful people, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week on the next Best Daryl Wrestling Podcast. Fellas, I bid you adieu.